KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon. Ken Miller for the next couple of hours. Back to local sports. Glad you're spending some of your morning here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Busy Thursday. I'm going to talk some college football to kick it off with uh, Bill Bender about 1025 from the Sporting News. Uh, Bill posted all of his uh, picks for the top 25 games uh, this week. And we'll do that. And we'll do more with Bill coming up here at about 1025. Speaking of picks, Lee Sterling has a handful of them that he will share with us. Paramount Sports for Lee. He'll be joining us about 10.50. In hour number two, busy hour number two, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal Star, kicks it off. Rutgers, Nebraska, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, BTN. Then we're going to do a couple of minutes with Nick Athen on the Chiefs, but... um he was um, he's based in Florida and um, he was out of pocket last week as a number of Floridians. Floridians? Floridians. Floridians. You nailed it. Um, we're uh, sadly in that predicament, but uh, Nick will be back uh, to opine on where these chiefs are at. Uh, and then what? Cappy's going to join us at 1130-ish. Claxon's Barbecue. Before we get out of here, uh, we'll give four even opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxon's, 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. Online, Claxon. BBQ.com. So a busy show here today. Tomorrow we're going to be on the road. Fat Charlie's? Yes. Excited for that? Do they have breakfast? They do. They do? They do have breakfast, yeah. Good and deal. It's a very good breakfast. I mean, so, did you even during the week? Uh-huh. During the week You're they have sure. It. I don't want to not make my peanut butter sandwich. I am sure. Okay. They have it. Are you going to also take some pancakes with you for the weekend? <laughs> you know me pretty well, Trent. Well, it, it doesn't take long because the routine stays the same every single time. <laughs> I am a creature of habit. No yes, doubt about that. But we're going to play a baseball while we're on the air. I know. That's a, the Cleveland game, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be outstanding. Oh, and also, by the way, we will give, uh, we'll have, we've got tickets to give away uh, to the 21st birthday bash. We'll probably do that in hour number one. Uh, give a couple of an opportunity. Uh, they are flying out of here. Trent, this is going to be a popular event. Yeah. I'm yeah. really uh, encouraged by the early response uh, to the. Fa- it's a big facility. Have you been there? Did I ask you? I probably yeah. asked you before. Yep. I've been there one time. It was years ago, though. It was a cover band that I went to see. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a, over a decade, though. Yeah, I'm Whereabouts old. in the East Village? Great question. Yeah, I'd, I'd, have to look, I, yeah, I'd have to look at a map. I probably had a few beers that night. Yeah, I'm going to guess. Uh, well, the Uber dude will find it. Uh, exactly. For All right, so uh, we'll give you an opportunity to win those ducats again. That's coming up on Thursday, November the 10th. You have to have a ticket to get in the door. There's going to be a cover band. I think the band will probably wait. I mean, oh, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Do, do bands usually start at 9? That's when they used to when I was a kid. That was a long time ago. That, that was a long time ago. Well, and also there's going to be sprinkled in, it sounds like, you know, it's not they're going to be playing the whole time. You know, there's going to be a few more breaks in there, those kind of things. You'll get to go up there on stage and give your spiel. Mm-hmm. I'll just duck tail off of you and, mm-hmm. and let you do it. And mm-hmm. You can speak for both of us. How about that? Well, whatever. I'll be busy drinking. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun. Anyways, uh, you can, you'll can. you be have the opportunity to get tickets to that event uh, here coming up. So kind of a, just, uh, not disappointing, kind of a different day in sports last night. It sucked. There was no baseball. No. I mean, there was a college football game, and for a while it was pretty good. Yeah. Central Florida pulled away, and then I'd had enough of it. 
I went online and watched preseason hockey. You did? That's that's all bad. Well, it was my squad, at you, least. Right. So they was they it, won like 5 nothing. Yeah, they did. Yeah. How about you keeping yeah. up on the, on the good guys? 5-zip uh, preseason game. Anyway, so that's where we're at. So yesterday, Trent, um, and it snuck up on me, as we said during the show yesterday, because yeah. I wasn't aware that Iowa basketball was having their media day yesterday, mm-hmm. and the Iowa media assembled, and players spoke, and Coach McCaffrey spoke, and let's get a couple of your takeaways on this team. Trent, I think they're going back to the dance. I think so. I, th- I think at minimum that is a good place to start. Ray McCaffrey deserves that. Mm-hmm. And you can knock him for not getting in the second weekend. Mm-hmm. I know Sweet 16s, but if it's, that a, it's happens, a glaring omission on the road. Look, I'm a fan. I like McCaffrey. That, if they make the tournament this year, it would be eight of the last 10 years. That's pretty good. Dr. Tom never did that. Uh-uh. Lou Olson never did that. Uh-huh. Now, he never had the highs that we saw. But remember those highs, too, even going back to Dr. Tom. There was a decade gap between those appearances. And, of course, the first team was ready-made for him, and those first three years were incredibly good because of that. And even his last team with B.J. Armstrong mm-hmm. and Roy Marble and Ed Horton, mm-hmm. they didn't make a right. Sweet 16. They got knocked out in the round of 32. So, yes, it's a glaring omission to the resume. But he has put this program back to where they were under Dr. Tom, a consistent winner year in, year out, where you know most seasons they're going to have a chance at minimum to be an NCAA tournament team. Well, Lost to Richmond stunk. That was a yeah, bad team. Yeah, it was team. awful. That was a bad team. Yep. It was perfectly made. Providence mm-hmm. was not that good to get to the Sweet 16, and they were playing well. Mm-hmm. That's the frustrating part. But when you look at it big picture, this program's in a spot. You remember the Licklider years. That was awful. You remember the Alford years. Terrible. It was started out well. Started out well. Uh-huh. Game one, year yeah, two, right before Wrecker breaks his kneecap, allegedly falling off a table at the field house. Oh, so there's more to that story? Well, that was always the rumor. Okay. That he was out, I don't remember if it was at the field house or maybe one of the bars, though, that, yeah, he was dancing on a table, fell off. That's how he broke his kneecap. The truth to it, who knows for sure. College kid. Exactly. Who'd have thunk. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, Luke enjoyed a cocktail or two, so I wouldn't. it's not a huge stretch, but that was out there, and then the Alford era, and, and he was just such an unlikable person mm-hmm. on top of it. Mm-hmm. Fran's a likable guy. I'm with you, Trent. I, I, I like listening to him. I do, too. I are do there too. things that annoy me as uh-huh. a basketball coach? Absolutely. I know there are. In the defensive struggles that continue. Although he brought it up again yesterday, and I know it's it's easy to say it. It's, you know, proof is in the pudding. Show mm-hmm. us. But it sounds like they're committed. And they took a step last year defensively. Yes, they did. And he thinks there's another one. So I'm anxious to see it. Going to be a different kind of team. They still don't have your traditional five center. Right. And there's going to be times. What do you think? Mo, what, what about Mulvey this year? I got to see it. Right. This was supposed to be his freshman year. Absolutely. Right. And that's a good way to look mm-hmm. at it. I mean, this is a guy that should be just arriving. Reclassified. Campus. Yes. Yeah. To get there last year. Came in early. A Gundelay is just going to be what he is. He's a big dude. And he's going to be able to uh-huh. against a big opponent come in, play two, three minutes, and that's probably all that he's ever going yep. to be for you. But they're so intriguing. Starting, of course, with Chris Murray, the development that he had made. While he was training, getting ready for the NBA and working with his brother. He opened some eyes. He absolutely did. Uh Now, I told you that I had heard from a couple of different places that there was a good chance he was going to stay in the draft, and not many people believe that. And and I was one of them, and you kept saying it over and over in the shows leading up to the deadline to withdraw, that you said that there's a decision to be made. It was a real decision. You heard more and more scouts and more and Mm -hmm. more people in the league thought, at minimum, he was going to be drafted last year. But he wanted to come back. He wanted to be the guy. A little bit of separation for him and Keegan, too. I, I think that's a good thing. I'm with you. But he's a different player. Mm-hmm. He is a different kind of player. More of a facilitator. You know, He was a point guard when they were growing up a lot more than Keegan was. Not the same There's kind of pressure on him, though. 
better shooter. That's mm-hmm. always been the mantra with him, and, and Keegan can shoot it pretty well, well himself. Look what he's doing, for God's <laughs> right. sakes. But Chris Murray's going to be fun to watch. To anticipate that he's just going to match the production. And be was, the fourth overall pick in the right, draft. Right, right. That's a stretch. <laughs> it seems like it. But he's going to be very, very good. You got that. All right, cross that off. Patrick mm-hmm. McCaffrey, a guy that is highly intriguing because, first of all, the first two months of last season, how many times we come in here, the dumb basketball plays that he would make. I, I said, for a coach's kid, his mm-hmm. basketball IQ is the lowest I've seen from a coach's kid. And then the light bulb started to come on a little bit. And it wasn't those jump stops into double teams and what are you doing and the dumb passes and those kind of things. It started like he really started to figure it out and he really came on as the year went on. He's my pick for team MVP. He could be that. Mm-hmm. Of course, Connor, we both like Connor. Huge fan. We'll, we'll get the negative. what he brings to the to, When, when to he the goes 1 7 some game yeah, this year, well, we're going to hear it. It's going to happen. But there's so many intangibles yeah. that he brings He's to the He's their swagger. But my guy. And yeah. Him. And he was, they were talking about him yesterday. McCaffrey just loves him. Speaking of toughness, I mean, he went out of his way to say how tough he, Perkins yeah. is. Tony Perkins can be a star. I want to see how much. Well, point did you hear he Patrick? McC- did you see the video of Patrick McCaffrey talking about yes. him? Thinks he should be the quarterback, quarterback of the, of the safety. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even play high school football, <laughs> right? But he thinks he's good enough to start in the Big Ten, right? Well, yeah. he's got swag, and I don't think this was a knock at Petrus. No, well, <laughs> maybe it was. Could have been. It was a player that there was just something about. He is so different than your traditional McCaffrey player. I mean, you think of a length. That's something that he always has. The athleticism that Tony Perkins brings to the floor, his ability. As I said yesterday, this is a guy that ran point a lot more than people realize at the end of last season. Yes, Bohanna was the point guard, but there'd be two, three, four possessions in a row where it would be Perkins running it and it'd be Bohannon basically playing the two. He's a guy that can play point guard for you, but his ability to get into the lane, that jump stop, the, the fadeaway that he has, there is a big-time ability to him. Plus, he can defend. And we know Iowa always needs defenders. So what does I would do? Is it ultimately... We haven't even got to a guy that I've got so much stock in. Oh, I, and, and we'll get to him. Is it Aaron Euless to start? He's going to be the point guard, and then we'll see about DeSante Bowen. I guess. Did they just hand the keys right away to Bowen? I, I've never seen him play, so I, right. I, I, it's hard to and pass judgment. same thing, judgment. outside of clips and mm-hmm. a couple of things that I've talked to with people in the AAU circuit and the like, we got to see. Mm-hmm. He's saying all the right things. The one thing that I, I really am intrigued, though, is Fran, the way that he scouts players. And think of, first of all, the under-the-radar guys. You know, the Aaron Whites of the world, the Murray Twins. Uh-huh. Players like that that were not highly regarded. Look and they turned the into stars. Yes. Very, very good at that. But the second part of it is you look at the guys that he ultimately missed on. Guys that he evaluated early, and then the Blue Bloods came in. Tyler Euless being a good example of that. And, and there's so many of those throughout the years. DeSante Bowen was a player that Fran evaluated very early and said, this is our target at point guard for this class. This is something that happened three, four years ago. This is the guy that he wants. And when when that happens, Fran has a very good track record of hitting on those guys. So that's where my excitement lies. And think of this. 12 years of Fran McCaffrey as the head coach, 10 of them had either Jordan Bohan or Mike Cassell as a point <laughs> that's guard. That's bananas. Ten of them That's wild. had those two guys as the point guard. This is a different 6'3", <laughs> smooth with the basketball, a little more hop to him, a little more bounce. That's the excitement level that I have for DeSante Bowen, but the same thing you got to see. And then your dude, yeah. Peyton Sanford. Yep. Going to play the two? I don't. The three? The four? At six foot nine? Uh, probably. Uh, that's what they were saying yesterday. Three or the four? Three? Yeah, and he could play two guard. Uh, I mean, that's There's what some was. size in this lineup, Trent. 
though they're going to be quote unquote small at times with Robracha. But if you, if you if you want to go big, you mm-hmm. he has that uh, ability to do so. But they have length. Perkins is a guy that plays bigger than six foot four. I mean, he's got a long reach. I would love to see what his wingspan mm-hmm. is because it's got to be certainly longer than you anticipate for a six four guy. And then yeah, with Patrick McCaffrey and Robracha up front, and you put if you're playing Sanford at the two. That's a 6'9 guy out there playing the two. They're going to have some length, and I wonder if that'll help out also the zone defense, if that's going to help out a little bit more the ability to have those guys with a little more length out there and and helping out. That zone defense got a lot better, I thought, a year ago. We saw big improvements out of that, and they played better on man. It's a lot of excitement, a lot of talk about Rebracha. Making the transition in from North Dakota. Didn't show a whole lot of offensive skill a year ago. And McCaffrey's convinced he's got way more than he showed last year. If that happens... Team's going to be good. I think they are um, top com- top six in the conference of the Big Ten. Um, I'll defer to you at this point. Indiana, Michigan, Purdue, uh-huh. Illinois. I would say that's the clear cl- clear cut top four, but they're right on the cusp of that next level. Where's Ohio State? They're right there. Mm-hmm. That, I put them in the next tier with Iowa. Probably Iowa, Ohio State. Who else do I like? Not Minnesota, not Nebraska. Wisconsin, benefit of the doubt, I guess. You kind of kind of put them up there. But yeah, I, I think there's a top four, and Iowa has a really good chance, along with the Buckeyes, of being in that next group at number five and six. Uh, is this the last year for Hoiberg? Because you didn't mention them. <laughs> it has to be, right? <laughs> I think it's the, I think it's going to be, boy, oh boy, being a Husker fan. They always have volleyball. Yeah, got volleyball. Got volleyball. And baseball. Were they good at baseball this year? I don't remember. I don't remember Was it either. down here for them? Uh, anyways, uh, well, uh, that's media day. Quick uh, recap of that from yesterday. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun season. I do. Uh, we're going to have tickets to give away. Dr. Fuller uh, reached out to me yesterday and said he's got some uh, uh, tickets that uh, we'll give away. So... Hopefully weekends. Uh, the rumor was actually he was at the Union. Luke Record when he fell off. Is that what it was? <laughs> just, just Somebody a, corrected you? Just got a text. Yeah, it was at the Union. <laughs> that place was a disaster. Yeah. He was a good player, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He was a good player. Where did, didn't he, is he into the state? Yeah, he lives in Iowa City. Yeah. Does he? Uh, one of my uh, group of friends, their tailgate group, he comes Does over. Does he to sell med- medical supplies? I believe so, yeah. Boy, a lot of guys do that after their careers. Sounds like a good gig, huh? Oh, my God. Got that name recognition, go in there, talk little hoops with a doctor. Eh, yeah, sure, I'll buy your product. It's right. fine. Yeah, here's some samples, but into the closet they go, and they stay there till they expire. Yeah, come back in a couple of weeks, we'll talk more hoops, really? and I'll buy something else from you. Yeah, pretty good gig. So he must, that must be a pretty good gig, right, oh, yeah, to sell absolutely. that? Yeah, that Wade Looking Bill, he works in, the, in that industry, it's, uh-huh. and it's, it's across the country. It's Wade Looking Bill season here it from is. 10 to noon coming up. Look forward to get, catching and re-catching up with our guy, Wade Looking Bill, yes. uh, throughout the season. I think he's a good resource, and we'll continue to use him. Uh, so Monday, it's Monday night, Thursday night football tonight. Yeah, help you got to help me out on this one. Okay. So Jonathan Taylor's out for the first time in his career. Isn't that just nuts? It seemingly he never is. missed a practice. And he's a running one. back, right? Yeah. I talk about a quarterback wearing right. a red jersey every day, right? This is a, a guy that is a running back. He's never missed a practice before. That's a blow. I cannot wrap my mind around this Indianapolis team. Most everybody's pick in the preseason mm-hmm. to win the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan looks awful. Not good. Just Not good. Absolutely brutal. Yep. Turning it over all the time. He has been bad. And then your Broncos. That somehow, some way, at two and two, feel like they should be 0 and four. Yeah, they could be. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean Houston had if it would have should have had them. Um the 49er game, we talked about Trent Williams I have going no down. I have idea how they lost that game. Uh, but 
here's the this is a big spot for Russell Wilson tonight because he has not been good. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the defense in, in the Colts who are playing without uh, Shaquille Leonard, who's as good as there is at that position. Quiddy Pay coming off the edge. Uh, DeForest Buckner still got something. He's uh, obviously in the middle. And Gakwe coming off the other end. I think uh, Gilmore is there. Remember the former Patriot in oh, the sure. secondary? Yeah. So he'll get either Judy or Cortland Sutton, I'm assuming. But the matchup I'm looking forward to. Here's my main. I get more of a kick watching my Broncos. When they're on defense, because I love watching Patrick Sertan. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Champ Bailey fan. Yes. A huge Champ Bailey fan. And I think that's what they have in Sertan. I think that, and saying that, Champ Bailey's got a gold jacket. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure I'm ready to put them in that class yet. But I think he's got a chance to be special. I really do. So, if Russell Wilson kind of does... If he has... If he throws for 200 and, say, 40, 50 yards, don't they win? Oh, yeah. Why Why has the—you mentioned the red zone struggles, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But overall, he hasn't thrown for 1,000 yards yet. No, he's not—and they've got good receivers. Absolutely. Now, Jerry Judy, no touchdowns last year. He got, he's got a couple of this year. Yeah. You know what? I'm starting to have second thoughts about him because I thought he was mm-hmm. going to be a—I thought he was the best in the class, and obviously that— the the best in the class gets his mail in Minneapolis. Right, uh, Jefferson's pretty good, and C.D. Lamb is pretty good. Worked out pretty well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. Um, but I thought Judy was going to be terrific. I, look, I'm excited about this football game tonight. I am. I think this is a big spot. It's a big spot for the Colts because yes. that division is up for grabs. The AFC West is not up for grabs. They get to two, two, and one. The Colts are in great shape. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The, but a one, three, and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you keep digging different that story. Hole. I uh, just looked up that red zone number that you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. The Broncos are dead last in red zone scoring no, I'm offense. I'm not surprised. I think they finally scored they did. in their last <laughs> yep. game. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers here. That's wild. He's just, you can't see. You can't use, see over the line of scrimmage. Use him more of as a runner? Well, he finally ran the football last week. Yeah. For the, uh, because of his and now first, no first three games. And now no Javante Williams, who is a... Really good player. So for our fantasy players out there, after obviously Melvin Gordon, mm-hmm. who else running back wise? Is there a young guy they're excited about, or is it just no, plug and play? I, and kind I, of I don't think there is. There's the the former um, uh, uh, Viking. What the hell is his name? I'm not. Oh, it? Murray. Oh, Latavius, Latavius Murray. They Latavius picked him Murray. up. Yeah, There's another one there. I thought they got another. They've got another former. Um, Mike form. Boone? Mike Boone. That's who it is. Mike Boone. He was with the Vikings for a while, and briefly, for a year or so. Uh, but Boone, Latavius Murray, um, and Melvin Gordon, who was, I think, on the maybe on his way out after yeah, that sure. egregious fumble, and then when Williams go down, all of a sudden he's got to step up and be the guy. So a big spot tonight. We'll get our first break. Uh, we will come back. Do you want to give away those tickets right yeah, now? let's, let's do, do it. it. First two callers right now. If you want to go to the KXNO Birthday Bash, uh, here's your opportunity, 515-284-5966. Don't call if you're not going to use the tickets. I think there's a lot of people that really legitimately want to go to this event. Uh, it's November the 10th. It's at Woolies. Tickets are free, and you can't get in if you don't have a ticket. Uh, if you'd like to go, we'd love to have you. 515-284-5966. And oh, by the way, if you win these tickets, that doesn't mean you can't win anything else. Because <laughs> we got that 30-day uh-huh. you know, between. Yeah. Uh, but this is different. Uh, so this is a freebie. This is a freebie. If you're if you're getting a ring, stay there. Um, I'll give you a couple of my pairs away okay. to these other people in here. Let's get them in. If you're getting a ring, we'll get to you right. Uh, do we have a read? And we do. Yes. All right. So as soon as we read DraftKings, we'll talk to you and give you the tickets. Miller and Condon back after this. It's Des Moines Sports Station. What? Are-
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.3 Healthy Life. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 106.3 KXNO, here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get to our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News. i got to thank Bill for a retweet that he did earlier today. Did you see the Larry Bird, the little kid, dressed up as Larry no. Bird? No. Oh, it's on Bender's uh, Twitter feed. Bill, thanks for retweeting that. Uh, that's priceless. That's really good. Whoever... Uh, um, to dress this kid up and realize, boy, you know what? You look like you Larry Bird when he was a kid. That's really good, isn't it, Bill? Yeah, it was. Uh, my kid uh, went as Jim Craig a couple years ago. Nice, with uh, the flag? Favorite favorite movie's Miracle, and uh, we were, like, super thrilled when Jim Craig actually retweeted it. Wow. So uh, how about that? It's that time of year, trying to get my costume ready myself, <laughs> so... Uh, Hope you guys are doing well. Indeed. Uh, glad, to, glad to speak with you. So uh, your piece this morning, or one of your pieces this morning, I want to, uh, uh, it has to do with Lance Leopold, who, boy, it sure seems like, I hate the, I hate when this happens, Bill, but it's it's college football, right? It's big business. Guy goes there, takes a morbid program, and that's what the Jayhawks are in football. Gives them a little life, although I think they're going to get crushed this weekend, but my opinion on TCU game aside, gives them a little bit of life and then, you know what? Everybody comes calling, right? Because we want the uh, the, the the hot coach, and he seemingly is going to have a choice whether it's uh, the Big Ten West Nebraska or the Big Ten West Wisconsin. It seems like that's where he's going to end up. Doesn't it feel like that to you, Bill? It's an interesting proposition, and, and everything you said is true. This should be about Kansas and TCU, and but we're guilty like everybody else. You want to know what's next, yep. and the success means combined with the fact that we talked about this last week, that the hiring cycle kind of begins on September 1st now. Um, (laughs) Wisconsin and and Nebraska both would be ideal places for him. Wisconsin with the hometown ties and Nebraska looking to jumpstart their program. It's the Big Ten. It's more money. Lance Leopold's a fantastic coach, too. I mean, what he's done at Kansas this year is incredible. What's a better job, Wisconsin or Uh, Nebraska? I think Wisconsin's the better job. But I think Nebraska might end up being the one that has the edge because right now Jim Leonard is probably auditioning for that Wisconsin job the next seven weeks. Mm -hmm. And it was peculiar. I don't know how you guys felt about it. I was more like, could the Paul Christ hiring slash parting ways? I don't know if it's the right move, but I just, after watching them against Ohio State, I mean, they're 20 and 15 since 2020. They they have taken taken steps backwards in the last three years. There's no question about it. Yeah, for them they have. I I, I agree with you. But the, the whole body of work and uh, Bill, I think it's and Trent. I think I'm not putting words in his mouth because we've had this discussion. We both feel that uh, the move was made. I think in part because they want to make sure that they get a shot at Jim Leonard. They don't want to lose him. Do you think that factored in the decision? Maybe, and obviously with him being young and having a defense that's always in the top 
10 to 15 in scoring defense, solid linebacker play, keeping things in front, those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, that could be part of the decision. That's why with Leopold, I think he'd be better at Wisconsin. I mean, you know, judging by his track record, the Wisconsin-Whitewater thing just can't be understated. I mean, they won six national championships. And, I, you know, Mount Union in Division Three is kind of the equivalent of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And he was 6-1 and one in title games against them. <laughs> That's an impressive one. He certainly has the resume. It took a while to get to this point, but, but here he is winning football games. Well, as we move on from that, there is still football to be played. And coming into the season, if you would have said, yeah, Kansas-TCU, that'll be the game day game. And mm. they're not going to head to Texas A&M-Alabama. We all would have called you crazy. Yet that storyline still lingers. Texas A&M has disappointed alabama dealing with injuries. It's a huge number, 24. How do you anticipate this game's going to play out? And the Bryce Young injury, how impactful that is, not just to this game, but going forward in this race this season? Well, if he plays, it's a pain management thing, right? If it's an AC joint, that's something that he's just going to have to tolerate throughout the season. Uh, Impressive thing about Alabama last week was when he left, Arkansas got back in the game, and I I was thinking like everybody else, "Uh uh-oh, here we go third long, and then Jalen Milrow takes off and and really changed the game. And Jameer Gibbs with the two-long touchdown run. I think that was actually better for Alabama in the long run. Obviously, they're a better team with Bryce Young on the field, but I think that moment will help this team, that it's not just about Bryce Young. And as for Texas A&M, just don't know if they have enough offense to keep up in this game. Obviously, the 10-year anniversary of a Johnny Manziel uh, mm. had a great piece in the Athletic today about that, um, but but they're going to need to to be money on third money Manziel on third down to even have a chance. And Alabama's really good at stopping teams on third down. When was the last time Oklahoma Texas flew under the radar like this year's edition? I mean, neither teams ranked in the top twenty five, which I have to believe hasn't happened in. Uh, it's been a while since that's been the case, unless I'm completely wrong. But man, oh man, Bill, this game has zero buzz, and I understand by the way why it doesn't. But there's zero buzz around the Red River rivalry. Yeah. Freshman year of college, 1998, last time they were wow. uh, both unranked in this game. And it is wild. And it is a, a warning call for both of those programs that they better get their acts together yeah. before they go to the SEC. Or it's kind of, I was having this discussion in the newsroom a couple weeks ago. Like, will that just be another game in the SEC? It kind of feels yeah. that way. Like, it's not. <laughs> As big as Tennessee, Florida, maybe? Is, is it going to be Tennessee LSU is a more important game this week? Texas A&M Alabama is a more important game. I would argue, uh, I can't say Kentucky, South Carolina is, but you get my point. Uh-huh. Like, you could get lost in the shuffle in a conference where they have big games every week. Big game in the SEC. LSU kind of under the radar here after the game early in the season against Florida State. They get Tennessee, and this is such a look ahead spot for me. Alabama. I've been to that game. Alabama-Tennessee, it is a huge rivalry. Third Saturday in October. Where did you see it, Trent? It was at Brian Denny. And it's just, they hate each other. They absolutely hate each other. Alabama, of course, has dominated that rivalry since Saban has got there. This has look-ahead written all over it. Early kick, though, LSU. Not nearly as much bourbon flowing (laughs) early for that 11 o'clock kickoff. Do you see this as a look-ahead for Tennessee? They can't. They can't afford to. They haven't beat LSU since 2005. Um uh, you'd have to go all the way back to Gerald Riggs Jr. for that game. Wow. Uh, and they won that game. And it was an overtime game. And 
you know, this is a Hendon Hooker two-week stretch that's going to define their season because if Hooker can go in there and lead them to a win against LSU and do what he continues to do and not make mistakes, doesn't throw picks. He's a really good quarterback. And then they get the Alabama game. And I've been to that one twice in Neyland where similar thing. Like they were ready to go and this is a huge game. And then Alabama just blows them up. And I've seen two of those. So there'll be a lot of anticipation. This week's not a great week on the schedule. And I always hate saying that. Next week could be absolutely ridiculous. Hmm. I'll throw out Utah UCLA is is a pretty good spot this week, and Bill. it's not on Pac twelve Network. No, it's on it's on Fox, right? Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, Chip Kelly's got this team playing exceptional football last uh, this year. Utah, I mean, back to week one, uh, they getting picked off by Florida the way that they did. I think this one's got a chance to be a pretty a pretty good. And I know you like the Utes, Bill. Yeah, this will be the best game of the week. I think oh, okay. uh, it, it's the most important game of the week in a lot of ways because it impacts the Pac-12 championship race. UCLA has been a pleasant surprise. Both teams average over 40 points per game. Utah can't really lose another one, but that, right now they look like the best team in the Pac-12 because they're just mowing teams mm-hmm. since that opener against Florida. So, yeah, that's a huge game. Two exciting quarterbacks, two good teams. Utah's had their number the last five years, so... uh it's on UCLA to go out there and try to change that. Week one, we see Georgia just completely throttle Oregon up and down the field, 49-3. Last couple of weeks, they dinked around with Kent State. Okay, that's fine. But then last week, going on the road in a road environment for the first time, not in a difficult space in Missouri, and they really struggled in that game. But if Missouri could convert a couple of those field goals into touchdowns, I think we'd be having a different conversation. How concerned are you with this Georgia team, a team that – Two weeks into the season, we thought was the clear-cut number one. What do you see with the Bulldogs? Uh, you know, nothing in the numbers. I, I think some of the low stats and Bennett struggled a little bit. They, they didn't have a – they still have a really good ground game. I know there was, I'll say this, Trent. There was never a point where I thought they were going to lose. Even when they were down 10 in the fourth quarter, I still thought at any moment the switch is going to flip. But it is a warning. I mean, maybe they're not quite as invincible as they were last year, and I think – Part of that is a real simple explanation. They have 15 guys on NFL fields from that team right now. So uh, <laughs> it's hard to some, you know what I mean? Like you can be really good, but last year's team was so generational. I think our eyes get full, but yeah, I mean, they look kind of what I wrote last week is everybody, everybody with the exception of Ohio state looks beatable. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. If, if young is out for any length of time. Um, Clemson opened my eyes last week, Bill. Uh, I, I, I was not a believer. Uh, after last week, I kind of scraped my knees jumping back on that bandwagon a little bit. Your thoughts on Clemson? Well, I mean, it's just as long as DJ Uwungale plays that well, they're going to be okay. And they don't lose at home. So, mm-hmm. like, to me, you want uh, – anytime we talk about an ACC team other than Clemson, I was like, can they go win at Clemson? Right. NC State couldn't do it. Um, 37 in a row at home, win the big big two games. They're a playoff contending team, and they're probably the most likely to get to the playoffs because I don't think they're going to lose. Um, but I don't know if they're better than – I don't know that they're better than Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State, and I think they're more in that weight class of Clemson, Michigan, uh, uh, USC. That next tier. USC. I, yeah, like that's a yeah. second tier. Those are the three in the second tier. Fair. So, Bill, 
I want to go this direction. Iowa, Illinois this week. You got Brett Bielema and how quickly he has completely turned around Illinois football. A coach that is seemingly on every single list when the coaching firing happens is Bill O'Brien. Guy that went to Houston, had some success, was not a very good GM, but he was an excellent football coach. The way that he was able to pull Penn State off of that, mm-hmm. out of that awful situation. Is this a, maybe a thought where Brett Bielema, for most programs, wasn't the sexiest guy that you could go out there and get for more ways than one, but... Bill O'Brien, it's not going to wow you. It's not going to win the press conference, but the guy, he just knows how to win football games. That if you're that Colorado, you know, a struggling program, you want to get somebody competent, at the very least, Bill O'Brien, he can do that. Do you think that he's going to get a little more buzz going into this offseason and in the coaching carousel? For sure. I mean, we've done a couple coaching lists, and even when I did the Wisconsin list, if they look elsewhere or Nebraska, I mean, Bill O'Brien's worth the call. I mean, he's another saving assistant. He knows offense. He did well in Big Ten when he was at Penn State when they were under, you know, probation for the biggest scandal, college football scandal maybe ever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where he handled that very well, and I think he'll handle his next job very well. I guess the question with him is, it, does he stay in college or is he using this to try to go back to the NFL where he had some measure of success as well? As well? Uh, Bill, K-State uh, and Adrian Martinez, uh, they're going to be uh, at uh, Jack Trice Stadium in Ames on, on Saturday night. Uh, it, the, the combo of Vaughn and Adrian Martinez is going to be difficult for, for uh, John Hickok's defense, I think, to shut down. So your thoughts on the game, but more so your thoughts on, the, um, on, on Adrian Martinez and the season that he's putting together after you know, being in that, uh, that fishbowl that is the quarterback position at the University of Nebraska. Adrian Martinez, final go-round, and then your thoughts on K-State-Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, well, he's got Colin Klein with him. That's and true. Colin Klein, you know, he, I think some of that is rubbed off. Yep. Colin Klein was a fantastic college football player. Um, and, and the key is then he's not turning the ball over. He hasn't thrown an interception. So, I mean, those are huge. So that's that's been the key to his turnaround. I mean, the, the Iowa State game will probably be wild. It always is. There's a low spread for a reason. Um, they play close games. It's one that Iowa State surely can win. Um but Kansas State, I, that's the thing about the Big 12, I, and we've talked about this a couple weeks, uh, there isn't a dominant team outside of maybe Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and that is what may keep them out of the playoff, because I think they're all going to pick off each other a little bit. I'm with you. Bill Bender for the Sporting News. Next week's better. I think this week's good. They're all good. It's college But football. isn't this usually the kind of week where you think it's kind of mad coming it, in? And Monday we sit here, Trent, what a weekend uh-huh. in college football. My God. That Fingers crossed. Good. Indeed. Thank you, Bill, as always. We appreciate it, Bill Bender. Hey, you guys are the best. Thanks so much for having me on. Talk Thank you. Soon. Yep, take care. Bill Bender uh, from the Sporting News. We will take a time out, come back. Lee Sterling will join us. I like this week of games. You do. I do. I can't pick college football this year. Well, I can't. I'm not saying I like to pick college games. I like this. Now, I wish Iowa and the Iowa State, if they have to be together, Mm -hmm. play at 11 o'clock. Oh, so you can have the rest of the so day. So I can have the rest of my day. Uh-huh. Um, but I can't have everything. No. No, it's unfortunate. It's not about you. I keep asking. It's not. I've, I've, I've realized that. Um, but this it's not bad. I think this is a pumpkin patch early day. For you and the kids? Get up early Saturday. What are get, you going to miss in the early window? Nothing. I mean, uh, LSU, Tennessee is the one I'm probably most excited about. I, that's good. 
But I'll get there for halftime. See, that, that's the way you set it up. So, so you go out early in the patch. You pumpkin patch it early. Uh-huh. You have a little lunch. You get Jack up early so he needs yeah, a nap. Exactly. Okay. Then you get the nap about halftime when you get home. Yeah. You got the nap. Then Don't you let got... him fall asleep in the car. No, absolutely not. No, Keep him got... busy. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. we'll, we'll have the Toy Story toys for him, and he'll yes. be playing with those in the back seat. Get him home. Get him down for uh-huh. nap. Catch the second half then of the early window. And Texas, Oklahoma does nothing for you? Oh, come on. Arkansas, Mississippi State? That's a good game. Good game. Is K.J. Jefferson going to play? I hope. Yeah, that'll make it better. Um, Will Rogers is good, isn't he? It's a, it's a fun... Yes. He's a the, good... The, this is Leach not just has a, a good football team. This is not just a no, system thing. No. He's got a good football he team. He does. Uh, and then, so you'll be home for the for the afternoon slate? Exactly. And then... What game moves your needle in the afternoon? Texas Tech, Oklahoma State? Not really. Wisconsin, Northwestern? No. Is, is both on the Hawks Yuck. schedule? I kind of want to watch Wisconsin to see if they take a step. Mm. Um, will you Tell watch much goes. Utah, <laughs> Utah, UCLA? That'd be the one, yeah. And that's 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, that's good. I mean, even the, the CBS game is Auburn, Harson getting fired, basically. Yeah, it does nothing for me. No. I'm with you. And I love that time slot on CBS. Not this I one. I might be taking a nap, too. <laughs> that's your nap time, huh? 1045, Miller and Condon will be back with Lee Sterling. He's got a handful of games he will opine on. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.9. Street. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports. Sports Station, 106.3 kicks. And oh, busy hour two coming up. We'll start with Stephen M. Sipple on 3media.com on Nebraska. Quick hit on the Chiefs with Nick Athen. He'll join us at about 11.15. David Kaplan from Chicago. We'll put a bow on the White Sox and the Cubs. Take a look at the Bears. And then give uh, four of you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Right now, it's time to talk to our friend Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Lee joined us on TV for our Mediacom show that we recorded yesterday. And he's right back with us. Are you getting sick of us, Lee? Back-to-back days? How are you? Nah, I'm good. I, I, I love talking football with you guys. I mean, this is this is what it's all about. So, uh, you know, fun weekend. I mean, who would ever think that we'd be talking today about undefeated Kansas, really? undefeated TCU? That's what makes college football so great. And we got a lot of great games to get into yep. this week. Let's start right here in the state of Iowa, up in Ames, as the Cyclones welcome in their hated rival, Kansas State. It's Farmageddon. And the Wildcats are a slight favorite in this one. Iowa State trying to bounce back. K-State trying to keep their Big 12 championship hopes alive. And and you know what? I I think that Iowa State is really close. I mean, they just had every break. There was probably seven or eight plays uh, that if they one or two of those go their way, they win that game. And special teams let them down here. Adrian Martinez, every time it seems like he's turned the corner, he usually falls on his face or on a banana peel. Um, I think Iowa State's close. Like I said, it's a young team. It's an inexperienced team. But I, I see some things I like this team. I think the wrong team's favorite. I think they pull off the upset here, 24-20. All right, let's get into staying in the Big 12. Oklahoma State, it looks at this point, Lee, that they've established themselves as the team to beat in the Big 12. Uh, they're 9.5-point favorite over the Red Raiders, who have uh, been picked off Texas. Uh, the Cowboys and the Red Raiders. I, I would agree with that. Right now, they look like the most solid team. Um, haven't had a real bad effort at all. Uh, great effort last week. Great game planning. They avenged those two losses to Baylor last week. 
Um, Texas Tech is one of those teams that plays best when, when no one thinks they have a shot. Donovan Smith, dangerous. I mean, 700 passing yards the last two weeks. And I think Oklahoma State's pass defense is vulnerable. Only one starter from that pass defense returns. And they've only faced really one decent passing offense, and that's Central Michigan. So I think they're going to put a lot of stress on that unit here. And uh, I just think that the different way, you know, Kansas State put, put, put some stress on Texas Tech with the spread option last week with Martinez gaining 171 yards, four touchdowns. Different here with Spencer Sanders, more conventional. And I think Texas Tech will stay in. And I think Oklahoma State wins 45-41, but the Red Raiders cover. Red Raiders with the cover. Let's go to the game day game, Kansas TCU. It's just absolutely crazy. Absolutely love it here. What do you see in Lee? About a touchdown, a shade under, uh, depending on where you're shopping right now with the Horned Frogs and the Jayhawks. Hey, both coaches have done masterful jobs here. Uh, Lance Leipold and also Sonny Dykes, they deserve a lot of credit. But maybe people are starting to figure out Jalen Daniels. Great story. Mm-hmm. No one was even looking at this guy going into his senior year. Um, and he's done it with his legs and throwing the football. But Iowa State laid out the blueprint to slow him down. Uh, I think you're going to see TCU follow that. And then on offense, they put up almost 500 yards, less than a half on Oklahoma. They have the number one rated quarterback in the country. They're averaging over eight yards per snap. That's even better than Ohio State here. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. Kansas, I, I say it strikes midnight here for them. TCU. Forty-two twenty-eight. All right, Illinois yeah. is a favorite. Here come the Hawkeyes. Illinois might be if it would have should a bad call on Friday night of Labor Day weekend took a touchdown off the board, uh, but that's yeah. officiating. Illinois is a three and a half point favorite over the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I mean big Big Ten West logjam here. Six teams sitting at one and one. Uh, thing that concerns me obviously the Iowa offense. Uh, uh, just one point five yards per carry last week against Michigan. Uh, two rock-solid defenses, but I think the difference is Chase Brown. Uh, Next-level running back here, uh, gained so many yards after contact. And Tommy DeVito, although he's not great, he can buy some time uh, by using his legs, uh, finding that second receiver. And I think he has the best three receivers in this game, and Bryant Williams and Hightower, all of them have at least 17 catches and can break a tackle and go for an extra 10, 20, 30 yards. I like Illinois, 17-10. Illinois, 17-10, like the under with that number certainly going along with it. We wrap things up with Lee Sterling, and we go to Monday Night Football. The Raiders and the Chiefs, an AFC West rivalry renewed once again. Chiefs laying a touchdown. So I had Vegas in uh, one of my biggest selections last week, but boy, were they lucky. That that fumble return for a touchdown. When you got a 14-point swing, you're going to win almost every single game. And... uh, they're going to go up against Kansas City. They were desperate last week. They can say they're still desperate this week. They just don't match up with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have owned them. In fact, won eight of the last nine, covered seven of the last nine in Arrowhead Stadium here. So Patrick Mahomes completed 74% of his passes in those games last year for almost 700 yards, seven touchdowns, and has not thrown an interception. That Vegas back defense, not good at all, and there are two tackles on offense. I don't think they can stop the rush of the Chiefs here. I like the Chiefs here, 34-24. All right, your game of the week. Well, it actually takes place tonight, so it's the Colts. They're getting three and a half. They take on Denver in the Mile High City. If the uh, audience wants more information on this game, uh, how can they reach you, Lee? 
Yep, just call 800-400-9741. Big game for both teams, and uh, uh, just love this game. They want to get on the right side. 800-400-9741. And what kind of role have we been on the last four weeks? 32-12, and 12, just one place. You want to join us? It's not October. It's Locktober. Every game through October 31st, just $297, ParamountSports.com. Lee, good stuff. We will talk to you in a week. Thank you, Lee Sterling. Sounds good. Thank you. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. So Max Duggan's the number one rated quarterback in college. Did you know that? Wish he would have entered the transfer portal and come back home. Jesus. I didn't realize that. I mean, I see the numbers he's yeah. putting, but I didn't realize that that's where he was ranked. And without an injury? Wow. He wouldn't be playing right now. He'd be the backup. Sonny Dykes, he can coach a little offense, right. can he? So far, so good. So yeah. if it comes down to that week, the final week of the regular season, uh-huh. week, week, I don't know what, game 12, yeah. um, Iowa State's got to go to Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Lincoln's going to be in Iowa City. Both teams at 5 and 6. I hope that's not the case. Uh, I think it's a realistic scenario. It's looking more and more like it. More likely than this not. This is a huge weekend for both it, of it these is. teams, man. Iowa beat Illinois. Iowa State pick off K-State. I mean, think of what Iowa's looking at if they lose this week. you got to buy week, so you got to sit on two consecutive losses. And on top of it, you got Ohio State looming on the road. On the road, right. Coming Yuck. out of the... Oy, 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 oy. It is going to get ugly. Hey, I was uh, taking a, a, this came across my Twitter time feed. Do you see who is the announcers for the baseball series coming up this weekend? I, I saw them. Yeah, I didn't. Nothing registered. So Boog Shambi, along with Doug Glanville and Jesse Rogers, that's a great crew. Yeah, they'll have the Tampa Cleveland series. So that's yep. what we'll get to here eleven o'clock. And again, we'll be out at Fat Charlie's. Mm-hmm. Stop it out and watch a little baseball. Uh, Michael K and A Rod will have the Phillies Ugh. Cardinals. Brutal. You know, speaking of baseball, and this was a big deal here yesterday, and I think it's because I'm old. I have no idea what the Savannah Bananas are. Think of it as the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Games are two hours. That's the max limit. Who do they play? They're, they play the Washington Generals. They're Washington Generals. And Principal Park's going to be full for this? Oh, absolutely. They've been doing this for a while? No, recent. Within the last, I think, six years, something like that. Hour two, Miller and Condon next.